0: Imagine. You're a plumber. Your job may be pretty shitty some days, literally. You have a call to a location where there's a busted water pipe. Well, you think to yourself, at least it's not another clogged toilet. When you arrive, the building's owner shows you to the basement. To access the pipe, you'll need to get into a storage locker beneath the building. The locker you need to get into is padlocked, which the owner finds odd since it's not been assigned to anyone. Luckily, you've got bolt cutters in the van, which you retrieve and snip the lock. You shine your flashlight in and find a light switch and flip it. A scene you couldn't have imagined is illuminated. A couple freezers, some concrete blocks, and some planters with concrete in them. Weird, huh? Then, you see something sticking out of the concrete your jaw hits the floor. It's a human leg. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. Believe me, if I started murdering people, there'd be none of you left. Welcome friends and enemies, welcome to another episode of Exploring Evil, where you get stories of the wild, the wicked, and the depraved. I'm asking you to take 10 seconds and click subscribe. I'll play some music for you to subscribe to. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? Thank you so much. If you're interested in things that go bump in the night, I suggest you check out the podcast Cryptique. It covers the occult, the paranormal, hidden history, and so much more. There's even a show on Billy Milligan, a serial rapist and killer who claimed to have 24 personalities, and if that's not right up your alley, I don't know what is. Tonight, on Exploring Evil we will be covering a serial killer of sorts. This is the case of the Ice Cream Lady. Liz Carranza Zabala was born in Mexico City, but came to Spain with her family at the age of five and grew up in the Catalan city of Barcelona. Since then, she has had both Spanish and Mexican citizenship. Her father, Armando Carranza Mendoza Lopez, is a renowned author who has written books on esotericism, shamanism, and the life of the Incas, Mayans, and Aztecs. Her mother, Angela Zabala, is from the Basque country. Carranza also has a younger brother. Even against her own tyrannical father, she developed murderous fantasies as a child. She studied economics at the University of Barcelona at her father's request. Regarding her difficult relationship with her father, she said in court, quote, We were not allowed to stand out, not to exist. Carranza ended up in a relationship with her first fiance for five years. Regarding this relationship, it is known from her later statements that he regarded her as his property and treated her accordingly. After she graduated, her boyfriend broke up with her because, unlike her, he was not interested in a serious relationship. The murder fantasies were now directed against her ex-boyfriend and she considered manipulating the brake hoses on his car. But shortly thereafter, Carranza left her native Spain and settled in Germany. She lived in Munich for a short time where she worked as an au pair for a family friend of hers. Carranza had no teething problems in the new environment since she had already learned the German language as a child. German lullabies are probably scary. Just throwing that out there. She stayed in Bavaria after her job as an au pair ended and took a job in an ice cream shop in a village near Nuremberg. It was on this location that she met her first husband, Holger Holz. Holes, 14 years her senior, a member of the Hare Krishna religious community was working as a seller of refrigerators at the time they met. Just weeks after the first meeting, he proposed to Carranza. In 2002, Carranza and Holes married and moved to his hometown of Berlin. Soon after the wedding, Holes, now showing a different side of himself, took away from his wife all the money she was earning as a waitress at the time and later her papers when she wanted to leave him and return to Spain. He is also said to have hurt her verbally and physically. Carranza stayed and later took another job in an ice cream shop. There, too, she experienced bullying and humiliation. Among other things, her supervisor refused her access to the toilet, allegedly. Carranza now began to develop revenge fantasies against him and researched on the internet how best to burn down his business. In 2005, Carranza and Holtz went to Vienna, where they opened the Schleckeria ice cream parlor together in the Miedling district. Holz provided a much larger sum of money. One of Carranza's dreams came true when they opened their own shop. Again, she got to know her husband from a different side, who now began to live out his penchant for weapons technology and first-person shooters, and forced her to join the Hare Krishna as well. The Hare Krishna is kind of a cult, and I don't want to get into it too much here, but they're widely considered a cult that brainwashes their participants or cult members. Shortly after arriving in Vienna, Carranza met the ice cream machine salesman Manfred Hinterberger. Two years later, she began a liaison with him and divorced Holger Holtz, who continued to live in the small apartment they shared. On April 27, 2008, Carranza quit work at the ice cream parlor and returned to her apartment, where she encountered Holtz. After her shift at the ice cream parlor on April 27, 2008, she returned to her apartment where she encountered Holes. Her now ex-husband insulted and bullied her for hours throughout the evening before she wanted to put an end to it. She grabbed a Beretta pistol and fired behind Holes three times while he was playing on the computer. The slugs from the 22 caliber gun penetrated the back of the head twice and once in the temple. The shots were fatal. Carranza would later say, quote, I was absolutely helpless. I thought I would never get my life back. Her motive for the crime was twofold. On one hand, Holes didn't want to move out of the apartment they shared. On the other hand, she owed him debts that would have cost her the ice cream parlor to pay off. Carranza left Holes' body on the chair for several days after the murder. Her first attempt was to burn the body, but it failed due to the heavy smoke. A few days later, she bought a chainsaw from a hardware store and had them explain how to use it. At home, Carranza dismembered the body, put it in plastic bags, and initially froze the parts. When her apartment was given notice in autumn 2008, she concreted the plastic packages into tubs. However, the head was frozen to the bottom of the freezer, so she filled that with concrete as well. She then stored the tubs in a basement compartment under the ice cream parlor. Carranza brought the freezer to the storage location herself with the help of two unsuspecting acquaintances. Will you guys help me move this freezer? Oh yeah, it's filled with concrete, don't worry about it, nothing to see here. She told people who inquired about holes that he had joined a cult in India which is why he had not been reported missing. And that would be a lot more believable if you knew that he was part of the Hare Krishna. After the murder of Holger Holtz, Carranza entered into a relationship with the Upper Austrian Manfred Hinterberger and moved in with him. Hinterberger also invested a large amount of money in the Schleckeria, which she would not have been able to repay without selling the ice cream parlor. The luck didn't last long, however, because Hinterberger was often unfaithful. Carranza was characterized by a former partner as a submissive who would do anything for a man. According to her own statements, she was tempted to undergo a number of cosmetic surgeries for Hinterberger, including a nose reduction, a facelift, and injections on her lips, which Hinterberger felt were too thin. Now, you can look up, pictures of her. She's very pretty. She's not someone that you would think someone would suggest that they need a lot of uh, facial reconstructive surgery, but I guess it's all about how you feel on the inside. Hinterberger did not want to fulfill Carranza's desire to have children because he already had grown-up children himself. In Carranza, the decision finally matured to kill Hinterberger as well. She would say, quote, It's like having a plastic bag over your head. You just have to get out. At that moment, you just have to get out. End quote. The murder of Hinterberger happened with a certain routine, and Carranza did not want to make mistakes again. To improve marksmanship, she took special practice lessons at the shooting range while also lining the floor and walls of the room in which the murder was to take place with plastic sheeting before the crime so that traces could be removed more easily later. Here's a pro tip. If someone invites you into a room and the walls and floor and ceiling are covered in plastic sheeting and they're not painting, you need to get the hell out of there. The meticulously prepared murder was committed in the night from November 21st to November 22nd in 2010. After a trip for two, the couple returned to their shared apartment late in the evening. Carranza waited for Hinterberger to fall asleep and shot him four times in the back of the head at point-blank range. After that, she left the dead body untouched for some time before disassembling it into its individual parts with the help of the chainsaw. The body parts were then concreted in like those of ex-husband holes in a freezer in the basement of the ice cream parlor. This time, however, Manfred Hinterberger's disappearance did not go unnoticed. After repeated inquiries from concerned individuals, Carranza reported him missing four days after the murder. In December 2010, she entered into a relationship with Roland R, who obviously wishes to remain anonymous, from whom she became pregnant shortly before her arrest. We'll find out more about that after the commercial break. Behold the mystery of the cosmos. The system is alive! That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Hello, friends and enemies. I hope you're enjoying exploring evil. But there's another dark podcast you may have been missing out on. It's called Cryptique, and my co host Ryan and I discussed the paranormal, the occult, possessions, dark magic, and so much more. We've done shows on the black eyed kids, Zozo the Ouija board demon, referred to in The Exorcist, A Possessed Nun, and The Devil's Bible. We've also done shows on aliens, conspiracy theories, feral kids, lucid dreaming, and reincarnation. There's something for everyone. If you find comfort in the darkness, Cryptique is for you. You can find Cryptique everywhere you find exploring evil. The truth is out there. Welcome back to Exploring Evil. The apartment and the Carranza ice cream parlor were in the same building with other shops. One of the tenants had to carry out repair work in the basement as part of a burst water pipe. It was on June 6, 2011, the basement compartment with the number 6, which was locked with a padlock and previously was not assigned to any of the residents, the owner, in other sources by the craftsman. Cut the padlock off. Upon entering, a handgun, three freezers filled with concrete, and bricklayers' troughs and flower pots covered with concrete were found. One had a lower leg sticking out. It's hard to imagine thinking that your concealment job is complete when you look at the scene and you have all these odd things laying about, and then a flower pot with a human leg sticking out. That didn't grow there. Shortly thereafter, the summoned police brought various body parts of the dead men to light. Several of Hinterberger's parts were recovered, but only the skull of holes could be found. The next day, June 7, 2011, Carranza was asked about the discovery in her ice cream parlor by a neighbor, who also suggested that the body could be Manfred Hinterberger. She emptied her bank account and safe deposit box, had her trusted cleaner fetch her passport and savings book, and took a taxi to the airport. She booked a ticket to Paris, but fled the airport for fear of being arrested by the police before boarding the flight. At that time, she was already wanted, and investigators were ready at the gate to arrest her. Carranza boarded a taxi again, which took her to Italy, She checked in at a boarding house under a false name, Talmezzo, which she left again the next day, thus escaping the Italian police. Carranza went to Udine and was taken in by a street performer who let her spend the night with him. He finally called the police after he suspected that something was wrong because of what Carranza had said about the parts of the body that had been found, but also thoughts of suicide, which made no sense. On June 10, 2011, at around 7.30 a.m., Carranza was arrested in Udine. The Austrian authorities immediately made an extradition request for the suspect. The Austrian authorities immediately made an extradition request. In the meantime, a body had already been identified as Manfred Hinterberger. Carranza, who was already two months pregnant at the time, immediately admitted during her interrogation that she had murdered and disposed of the two men. Shortly thereafter, the case was in the press in Austria and Spain. It had been speculated how a woman believed to be small and dainty could do the arduous work of dismembering the bodies, embedding some body parts in concrete, and disposing of the rest on her own. However, an accomplice who may have helped with the crimes could never be identified. On June 24, 2011, Carranza was extradited to the Austrian Judiciary and remanded into custody on two counts of murder. On January 11, 2012, she gave birth to a son at Kaiser Franz Josef Spittel in Feverton, who was handed over to his father shortly after birth. In March 2012, the two married in the interrogation zone of the Vienna Josefstadt Prison. A psychiatric report at the beginning of July 2012 found that the accused was particularly dangerous and was sane during her crimes. Forensic psychiatrist Adelheid Kastner diagnosed Carranza with a serious personality disorder and expressed fears that she could commit serious crimes again if she was ever set free. She has always submitted completely to her partner in relationships but has never been happy in this position and since she was not able to end it, only deviant options were left for her therefore before she can enter into a new relationship she always has to end what has failed in her own way which is apparently killing you chopping you up and putting you in concrete despite being found to be sane admission to an institution for mentally abnormal offenders was recommended on September 5, 2012, the Vienna Public Prosecutor's Office filed charges against Carranza for double murder against Holger Holtz and Manfred Hinterberger and requested that she be committed to an institution for mentally abnormal lawbreakers. The indictment described her as a woman of, quote, "...unique coolness and ruthlessness," end quote. After the two murders, she is said to have shown no remorse. The court hearing was scheduled for November 19, 2012, and was originally intended to last three days and was then extended to four trial days. Carranza was tried in criminal proceedings by attorneys Werner Tomannak and Rudolf Mayer defended her. Mayer already represented the Black Widow, the serial killer Elfried Blondsteiner, and the kidnapper and rapist Josef Fritzl. On the first day of the trial, Carranza made a full confession to all charges and described her actions as, quote, disgusting. She felt, quote, miserable after the murders, but could not take her own life. She justified her lack of remorse and lack of empathy by saying she was taking sedative medication, which made her emotionally cold. Besides, she doesn't want to arouse any sympathy for herself. She said, quote, if I burst into tears, you would say, what kind of theater is this? It's disgusting what I've done. I'm trying to pull myself together and take the blame." On November 22, 2012, the trial ended with a guilty verdict and a life sentence for double murder at a mental institution for delinquents. Carranza's attorneys appealed. However, the judgment was confirmed by the Vienna Higher Regional Court on March 20, 2013 and is therefore legally binding. Shortly after entering prison, the media reported on everyday prison life and Carranza's life in the Schwarzau prison. She aroused a particular fascination for the tabloid press with stories about her escapades in prison, and Carranza became the most well-known and also considered pretty murderous in the German-speaking world. Carranza also made herself a brand and skillfully used the interest in her person and her story. In November 2014, she published her memoirs, which she co-wrote with journalist Martin Pruin. In this book, which is called My Two Lives, The True Story of the Ice Lady, was published by Edition A. She chronicles her life beginning with her childhood in Mexico and ending with her life in prison. Within a year, the book sold more than 10,000 copies, but it also met with criticism, even from her own husband. He emphasized that no business should be done with the dead. In August 2016, it was announced that Carranza would be transferred from the Schwarzau women's prison in Lower Austria to the Aston prison in the upper Austrian market town of the same name. The transfer wasn't carried out until early November of 2017. In February of 2017, two fellow inmates in Schwarzau were sentenced to six and eight months in prison for dangerously threatening Carranza. A second book on Carranza's life was published in September 2018. The author, Bernard Solomon, conducted more than 100 interviews with her and wrote down the results in Cell 14, the true story of love between the murderous Estabaliz Carranza, known as the Ice Lady, and a fellow inmate. It revealed Carranza's relationship with fellow inmate Martin L., having previously separated from her husband and the father of her son. After the relationship with Martin L became known, he was transferred to another prison. That would suck. You got a girlfriend in prison, they find out about it and ship you off. Before that, they were engaged. In August 2018, Carranza and her husband, Roland R., divorced after six and a half years of marriage. In July 2019, Carranza also split from Martin L. There's not a whole lot out there about her in English, so I had to pull from what I could. But that's all I've got for the ice cream lady. You don't see that kind of stuff at frozen yogurt shops. I hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell all your friends and enemies about Exploring Evil. I really hope you guys will give Cryptique a listen to as well. Ryan and I just covered the story of an alleged killer and rapist who claimed he had 24 personality. Have a great night, friends and enemies, and thanks for listening to Exploring Evil.